Welcome to episode 6 of the Goddess Rediscovered podcast. And I'm your host, Terry Sira. The world isn't what it used to be. Women nowadays aren't reliant on their male spouses or other counterparts for economic stability. Through various programs and the rising of the feminist movement has seen many women step into becoming economically empowered. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the topic for today's session. Economic empowerment of women. When we look out into the world, into your social groups, into the media, we're starting to see many women become more. We're starting to see these women step into a power, step into the limelight, and step into their own empowerment as it relates to their economic welfare. A great example of this is Oprah. She's become one of the largest owners and wealth and media that's out there. In a recent list the top billionaires in the world which was mostly out of China I think about this China a supposedly communist state the top billionaires there were women and of that it's the top six something to really blow your mind It isn't all like that. The rest of the world isn't like that. There still is a ways to go before this equal economic empowerment is earned globally. Before all the women are able to earn and maintain that earning at the same level from our first world and that with the rise of third world countries. Let's look at this statistically. UN women stated that globally only 65% of women have access to a bank account. That's in comparison with 72% of men And out of 104 countries, each of those countries has one law that's impeding some form of a woman's economic opportunity. And there's about roughly about 165 countries out there. So that's still a large number. And in many of these cases, these women... I think there's about five countries uh, out of this 104 
in which a man or which the masculine can overwrite the feminine's or the female's or the woman's ability to work. Let's bring this back a little bit closer. Let's bring this back within the home for all those women that are not only working, but they're also taking care of the home. Women bear a disproportionate responsibility for unpaid care work. They devote one to three hours more a day to housework than men. Think about that, guys. For all my male listeners. How much help are you around the house? How much are you stepping into your power and helping out and getting some of the stuff done at home? And of course... What this statistic doesn't state are the tasks that were measured. Because there are cases and instances in where some men, some, may be actually doing more. And that could be in relation to doing chores around the house, like painting and cleaning up and keeping the garage organized or cutting the lawn taking out the garbage. And there's many, many more. In fact, 65% of men report having an account at a formal financial institution. And only 58% women do worldwide. That was kind of a difference in the statistic that I'd spoken about earlier. But one of the things that is corroborated between those two statistics is the 10 to 15% gap between men and women and having a bank account at a financial institution. And of course, these are all stats, and stats don't necessarily speak about the sample sizes that were measured, nor the areas that were surveyed to get these results. And statistics can be skewed. But it does point out and does confirm that there is a gap still. And there's a gap that hasn't been consolidated, that hasn't been brought together. And thinking about this a little bit more and focusing into it, I wanted to bring this back home where I think a majority of my listeners are at the moment, they're from a North American perspective. Women, on average, they end up carrying more debt than any other age group. I think the estimates were about 37000 more than the national consumer debt. Think about that. You know, if a woman's working, let's say, I think the national, no average, uh, this is in the States. Um, income is roughly about, for a woman, I think it's been put at around 28000 or so, take home. That's about 
one, four years that she's going to have to work more than her counterpart. And that's if she puts every single penny towards that. And I find this funny because North America does have some of the best educated women in history. But somehow they're still downwardly mobile. And unfortunately, about two-thirds of these women have less wealth than their parents did at the same age. So your parents, or your parents' parents, if you're thinking about your mom, depending on your age group, they had more wealth. And they had less education. And in many cases, they weren't even working. You have a lot more women now in the workplace and earning more and having businesses and being, you know, boss bitches. But still, they aren't able to keep up with their debt, with the ability to save for retirement, with the ability to earn and put towards a house or some form of asset. But obviously this data is in a bubble. Because if you think about it, the cost of a home in the U.S. at least, based on where this uh, data is from, has increased by more than 80% from 1970 to 2000. Which essentially means that more individuals, more women, will be less likely to buy a house and own one unless they have multiple streams of income, multiple sources of income. And if there are in an area which supports and provides incentives for them to move in. But in order to get the statistic of having the best educated women in history, these women had to go to school. They had to go through a system to learn, to understand. The 70s annual tuition for a four-year college was less than $11,000. And that's accounting for inflation. That's in today's dollars. And this article um, that I'm pulling these statistics from was written about last year. That's 2020. But now you look at that and you compare that to what a four-year college degree might cost you now. It's three times that amount. Which is great at explaining, and in some cases, it's great at explaining why some 40-year-olds haven't saved enough for their retirement. They're so busy paying off these student debt and maybe making ends meet. And by the time they get to their mid-40s, they finally paid off their debt. They finally maybe completed their master's degree. And finally maybe risen up in their industry and become the top dog. Or top cat, however you want to put yourself. That at the end of the day, they just can't compete. They just can't take care of themselves. 
And one of the largest groups that's now coming up, the Gen Xers, or the Millennials, they have less than $50,000 saved as a whole. This is men and women, not just women. But the effect of this is a lot more on a woman. Because when a woman takes time off to care for a sick relative or for taking care of the kids, or let's say the husband's having some issues at work or within his life, she's the one that's taking time off in order to set everything, put everything in order. And it's funny, it's usually the woman who's taking this time off. Why? You know, as men, we're there to support, we're there to provide, yes. But we're at the same time, we're there to enclose our woman. Put that barrier, that structure, the space around her. So that she can be free to do what she wants and who she wants to be. And the potential of this, where women are taking time off, is not only lost wages that she's going to be losing as a result of not being in the industry that she's working in, but it's also losing out on the ability to get promoted, to stay on top of her career, to have now those gaps in her resume, which don't look so good. And if she was to go on social security benefits, she still wouldn't make that up. And one of the things that I really thought about as I was reading through these statistics and all of this information is what can we do right now? How do we bring awareness to the women in the third world countries who don't have bank accounts? And in fact, with the rise of crypto, that may even not be a thing anymore. They may jump the gun. These third world countries may jump the gun of needing a bank account and may go straight to having crypto wallets. But that's a whole different topic for a whole different podcast on its own. But we do know that there are people out there there are programs in place right now which are raising that minimum that are bringing a level of economic empowerment to women programs which provide micro loans which are able to lift women out of poverty which enable those women to reinvest in their business or, or invest in a business and provide for their family in fact, they've noticed that when they do that and when these programs are put in place economically, it helps to raise the entire nation as a whole. GDP starts to increase as a whole. And that is quite fascinating because you're now taking a couple dollars from, let's say, the first world country or from the IMF or wherever they're sourcing their cash from and now lending it out to these smaller businesses, to these women-led businesses. 
But again, we can do more. We can do more about raising awareness within our communities, within our social groups, around the fact that women do carry more debt. Perhaps we need to focus more financial acumen classes towards women target more of that and perhaps we need to bring in more of that holistic overall sense into our school systems that are failing that don't do much anymore and one day we're going to look back we're going to realize that our kids aren't ready for the world that's out there but of course i digress and coming back to this topic of economically empowering our women. I think there's a lot that can be done. And that lot is already being done. And having awareness is a great opportunity. A great mindset to have and to hold. So that we can drive these changes within our communities. So, your takeaway or your homework, there's no homework, I'm just kidding, is to go out there, look within your social groups, and to find that woman. Maybe have a chat with her about her financial acumen. Maybe that talk you give her, or talk with her, and understand her system, understand her politeness. That she's going through at this moment in order to keep afloat. And those women that are doing great, where they've got their own house, they've got multiple streams of income, I think it's time you start teaching other women. It only help you in the end. And same thing with men, not just women, right? There are men out there who are killing it as well, too. It's time you start giving back in that sense. That's how we'll all rise. Until another week and another day, this is Terry signing off.